interesting to see how it evolves. But uh, like I say, presently, I, I thought it was a little underwhelming. I don't want to get too far into it, but um, I, I just I wasn't necessarily impressed. I mean, the Ash name has so much legacy tied to it. Um, it's going to be something that people would want to support. I just think that they could have you know, done some other things in terms of the actual um, illustrations, the actual creative, the, the actual graphics. I'm Reg Ferguson, and I'm a fashion consultant from New York City, born and raised. I've been helping men look fly for years, and now I want to help you learn more about menswear, the entrepreneurs, the brands, and top fashion tips on the Fashion Geek Podcast. Growing up, Arthur Ashe was one of my heroes. He was black, and he played tennis. That was enough for me and my family. He was the only one. That was cool to me. He was nerdy smooth, and I liked that. I dressed up as him once for Halloween. I have his first autobiography, which no one remembers. And I have Days of Grace, his last one. He is an iconic figure. So if you were going to launch a brand to burnish his legacy, how would you do it? Yo, this is Reg Ferguson, fashion geek number one. How are you? Welcome to the ride. Thank you so much for listening. I'm a men's fashion consultant in New York City, and I help fashion challenge men go from confused to confident. If you ever found yourself staring at the closet, not knowing what to wear, or if the idea of shopping for clothes makes you feel physically ill, then this is the show for you. My goal with every episode is to help make looking good feel easy. If you ever want my help, email me at reg at nyfashiongeek.com for a consultation. If you have a friend who's looking to level up his fashion style wardrobe game, please share an episode with them. While you're at it, if you dig the show and haven't already left a rating and review, please can do uh, please consider doing so now. Your shares, ratings, and reviews help us grow the show and help us get the best possible guests and help more men dress their best. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, this is my first video version of the podcast. So, you know, if you're hearing me, now you get to see me. And uh, this happened before the new year. So here we go. Bear with me. Today, we're going to talk with Glenn Gilliam, one of the leaders in getting tennis legend Althea Gibson, a street named after her on 143rd Street, who is in Queens, New York. We're Crossborough brothers right now. I'm in BK. And we're going to talk about something the everyday man should have an interest in. Should we be buying gear from the newly launched Arthur Ashe tennis brand? Glenn in the building. How are you, sir? <laughs> Fantastic, uh, Reg. Long time. Uh, you know, no speak to. I'm so glad we reconnected. Um, it's beautiful what you're doing with New York Fashion Geek. Really amazing stuff. And uh, my little entree into the fashion world for many years. Um, never imagined doing what you're doing. I was a personal shopper for a little bit. That's another story. But as far as tennis is concerned, yeah, definitely elevating legacies wherever I can. And Althea Gibson has been uh, my uh, virtual wife for the last seven years. So <laughs> it's, it's been a real good ride so far. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, before we go into the topic, which I know you're well-versed in, that's the reason why you're here on the show. Please tell us, so what do you do? So what do, so you, what do, do you do? Yeah, um, about, uh, well, for the last 15 years or so, I've been supporting documentaries um, and providing financing. I come out of the advertising and marketing world. Uh, so I had a lot of uh, interest 
in film and actually the uh what was the uh, acapulco black film festival actually got started at the mm-hmm. same time that i started at uniworld my friend jeff friday ended up uh taking the lead on that uh byron lewis though the founder of the uh the agency mm-hmm. was the uh the brainchild of that. I know Jeff likes to take a little more credit for that than maybe he should, but nothing against Jeff. He did an amazing job. They've been around now for 25 years plus. Uh, but I've been interested in documentaries for a long time. So as an advertiser handling the, uh, the Burger King business, I was able to support a lot of up and coming documentarians. Um, one of the main ones that I really loved, uh, was uh, about black inventors, something I'm doing a project on that later, but, Sports really was a foundation because most of my stuff definitely centered around African-American contribution. So, you know, it's been bringing my sponsorship and my advertising clients to the table uh, when possible to support these uh, filmmakers. And uh, I'm a wannabe documentarian. And hopefully uh, my project is up next. But uh, but. Yeah, I ran into uh, Rex Miller at the American Black Film Festival back in 2015 and told him I'd love to do anything I could to support Althea's documentary and elevating her story since it's been one of those hidden figure stories for so many years. And so, uh, yeah, to this day, we've been uh, we've been doing a pretty good job, I think. So the reason why you're on this show goes beyond that. You are into yeah, tennis. Definitely. Oh, how yeah. long? I mean, you know, I've been uh, I've been a lover of tennis for, you know, as long as I can remember in terms of watching those black and whites of Arthur Ashe on PBS and uh, other stations. And uh, I wish I had played it as you know, I played team sports. Um, tennis was not seen as a real masculine kind of thing, I guess, uh, in my community uh, back in the day. I ended up going to Forest Hills High School, um, but that's about as close as I got to the West Side Tennis Club, which um, back in those days, they weren't too keen about people that look like us kind of going over that way. Um, but yeah, it's been easily over 25 years. I've been going out to the U.S. Open and enjoying, uh, you know, the growth, especially with the Williams sisters uh, and the legacy that they've uh, they've brought to, with all these American, uh, African-American women. And now Francis Tiafo, Chris Eubanks on the men's side are really starting to have their way. And uh, I've adopted Felix auger Aliassime from Canada. Um, people like to call him baby Ash, but he's really starting to put his foot on the pedal and he's having an amazing 2022. So yeah, it's been a long time. So I had no idea you went to Forest Hills <laughs> High School. So this is a perfect segue. Okay. Because we know those grounds are the home of the first U.S. Right. Open. And Arthur so, Ashe won that it. Open. Yeah, 1968. So we've talked before this about this. Really, this is, a, this is the second time that an Arthur Ashe brand has come out, uh, to really be honest. But we want to talk about this one because it's, it's new on the scene. I think it's catching a lot of fire, meaning, you know, people are into it. The streetwear crew is into it, but I know, I know that you have opinions on it as well as yeah. I. Well, I got to ask you a quick question. What, Can yeah. I ask you a quick question? Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 2018 was the 50th anniversary of Arthur Ashe's signature win, that first U.S. Open. And the director and creator of the Althea documentary has now also created Citizen Ash, which you may or may not be aware of. But yeah, yes, it's, I've been seen. A, it's been a beautiful tribute. And this is a great documentary because it's in Arthur's words. These are you know, never heard before recordings in a lot of cases of actually Arthur talking about his life, his journey. So it's really interesting. Sam Pollard is part of it. Great director. Um, but in 2018 at the U.S. Open, I think Lecoq Sportif might have been the, on, right, yes. the only one. Yes, yes, yes. As I'm saying, this is the second time. On the ground. Yes. And yes. what was interesting was that they did have a separate kind of booth with some of those T-shirt and other items that his foundation was kind of promoting. I think the medical uh, foundation out at UCLA had, you know, uh, control of that. But um, yeah, Arthur, um, you know, uh, is is a longtime hero and 
supposedly um, these guys, I'm sure, did it with um, Miss uh, uh, Miss Montesumi, his wife, uh, Montesumi Ash, with her blessing. Uh, I'm assuming that's yes. been the case. And uh, it, it's interesting to see how it evolves. But uh, like I say, presently, I, I thought it was a little underwhelming. I don't want to get too far into it, but... Um, I just I wasn't necessarily impressed. I mean, the Ash name has so much legacy tied to it. Um, it's going to be something that people would want to support. I just think that they could have, you know, done some other things in terms of the actual um, illustrations, the actual creative, the the actual graphics, uh, all of those things. And I don't know if Lecoq Sportif. I was trying to find out if they were still involved at all with Ash. Doesn't okay. seem like yeah. It. I haven't seen anything since that that anniversary. Well, you're here because I want you to dig deep. (laughs) So you you have an opinion. I definitely have an opinion too. You seem to be wah wah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, I'll just say, you know, um, knowing. Well, let me just say this: the Ash Foundation, who used to have a kiosk, if anybody who's been out to the U.S. Open uh, would be aware. They had an Arthur Ashe Foundation kiosk, which had beautiful T-shirts actually created by kids. They'd have these uh, different designs that kids had done. They would print them on the T-shirts, and you could donate and purchase one of those those T-shirts. I think they might have had some hoodies there as well, or at least some sweatshirts, um, which was a great you know premise, obviously, with the Arthur Ashe Kids Day as a backdrop on that Saturday before the main draw. Um, so everything was, you know, really about obviously Arthur Ashe with the statue, with the stadium, of course, with this kiosk, but it wasn't a licensed line at that point. Uh, unfortunately, that mm-hmm. foundation kiosk went away several years ago. And consequently, until the anniversary in, in uh, 2018, there wasn't a whole lot of Ash representation in terms of premiums. Um, so, you know, it was a little discouraging on the one hand, but as you may see, I have my own Althea line, <laughs> which, um, you know, I will be glad to talk about a little bit, but, um, you know, the idea is that um, I'm proposing literally as we speak uh, an Althea Gibson day. Uh, they always called her the Jackie Robinson of tennis because as Jeannie Ash says in the documentary, uh, she has to correct people. Everybody thinks Arthur Ash broke the color barrier. Uh, she says, no, 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 no. Althea came first, which ends up being my tagline and the uh, the name of our, our overarching brand is Althea came first. So, you know, it's um, it's been a, a, a joyful ride on the one hand um, in terms of trying to promote that, getting folks to get comfortable with the fact that you've ignored Althea for a long time. Uh, is 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 a little bit of a difficult, cha- I'll say a challenge. But in terms of Arthur, his legacy is secure. I mean, you know, we, we've, we've seen the monument uh, in his hometown of Richmond, Virginia, thankfully, finally. Uh, there's, yeah, finally. <laughs> there's, that's the home of the Confederacy, so there's still people who, right. who push back on that. I'm sorry? Right. No, no, yeah. I was agreeing so, with you. I yeah. was agreeing with you. I know there's a statue. It, yeah. Long time coming, long overdue, of course. Um, but it's it's a beautiful thing that finally he can get appropriate recognition in his hometown. Um, we just had a beautiful kind of uh, re-celebration commemoration for Althea in her birth state of South Carolina earlier this year um, in Charleston at the Charleston Open, which was great. Uh, but we're looking at doing some of the same things that Arthur Ashe's foundation did in terms of setting up a kiosk, having some premiums on hand, because as you know, we finally got a, a, tributed, uh, a tribute statue erected to Althea uh, back in 2019. So, you know, hopefully Arthur's brand can reemerge. I don't know if that Ash brand is going to be on the U.S. Open shelves in terms of officially on their shelves or if they're going to be relegated to similar kind of, not kiosk, but they have their little setup in what are essentially kind of garage style booths um, along the alley near court 17. Uh, so, you know, uh, where that goes, I don't know, but, uh, like I say, what I've seen on the website and what was available at the U S open was somewhat underwhelming. Why was it underwhelming? To well, you? I, I just think, you know, and like I say, not knowing the specific licensing that they agreed to, what those, 
what those terms or those contracts might look like in terms of likeness, use of likeness, all of that. I don't want to presuppose that they had access to everything, but they had a kind of a stick figure, <laughs> which was one of their uh, graphics, which <laughs> yeah. I, just, I didn't understand why you would relegate such a beautiful human being with so many different points of 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 view in terms of images that have been out there, the Afro, the glasses, all of the things, the serve, the backhand, all the things that made Arthur Arthur as a tennis player. Why would you relegate him to a stick figure with what looks like a lollipop head or on it or something? I don't know. It was just underwhelming, undeserving for such an an important icon. I have to, I have to agree. (laughs) So, so ladies and gentlemen, this Arthur Ashe brand is a sister brand of Rowing right. Blazers. And I like Rowing Blazers. I do too. I, I, uh, I checked out I their like, site when you told me about that. So I like their stuff. Yeah. yeah, I like their stuff. I like Jack Carlson. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I want to be clear about something. I reached out to Jack Carlson because I had <laughs> questions leading up to this this recording. And he did not get back to me. We had a brief communication. He gave me emails for him and for Carl Raphael Blanchard, who's the who's the brand director for the Arthur Ashe brand. Because, again, this is a sister brand of Rowing Blazers. I never heard back. So my point is. They had the opportunity. They still have an opportunity. But Glenn and I are going in. (laughs) So. Uh, yeah, the Arthur Ashe icon logo, as they call it. Yuck. Well, you know what? Let me just say this because they, 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 they. I guess they have a couple of them. The one that just uses the name. Uh, well, that's. Let's okay. talk about that. There are. I'm right. counting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six logos. Six different typefaces. Okay. Yeah. I am no brand designer. <laughs> Heck, I have a website that's about to get revamped as we speak. Right. Uh, big shout out to uh, to my team. Hopefully that will get done in the next 30, 60 days. But I am a person who makes selections for men in terms of fabrics, colors, patterns. Right. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you look at... I like Babar. I grew up reading Babar. Rowing Blazers has a collab with Babar. Hmm. Look at the Babar logo. Look at the Arthur Ashe logo. Polo to polo. (laughs) Now, here's the point that I'm making. Time is fluid. Maybe they can do something different. I feel that some of the products hit. They slap. Hmm. And some of them, it's a clear miss. I don't understand why there are six different typefaces. I don't understand well, that. But the the polo, exactly, again, the what they call it, the Arthur Ashe icon logo, a.k.a. the tennis player logo. I agree with you. Again, I'm no designer. The aviators, if that was at the breast, <laughs> Maybe the aviators and his signature, which they have the signature at the bottom of the shirts. I just feel this, like you said, it's accurate. It's an illustrated stick figure. I don't think of Arthur Ashe. He was he was my hero. He yes. was your hero. So we are subjective. Neither one of us are graphic designers. <laughs> We're not brand strategists. Well, I am a brand strategist. I will say that. All right. Well, you are a brand strategist. I'm not a brand strategist. All right. Well, then, all right, brand strategist. So go a little deeper. I I mean, what you got? Let me just say this. And and coming from seeing Rowing Blazers' website, they are obviously uh, a. There's a plethora of colors they use. I mean, their colorways are great. Uh, They're bright. They're popping. They're trendy. and I think, and let me, I wanted to go back to just say, uh, because I love Francis Tiafo so much, he's been the most prominent player I've seen. He rocked, right. he, right. That's the logo yeah. that I actually exactly. like, the one in the letterbox. Right. I can, I can mess with right. that. Sure. But I just don't understand why they're, 
There's a team of typefaces, a team of logos. I don't get it. Well, that's. I mean, and, and, I feel like it's a little bit all over the place. Well, I think, and I think you're right. I mean, there's that's the only way to interpret it. And like I say, you don't have to be a brand strategist or a graphic designer to know what's appealing and to understand that you're you're muddying the waters uh, by having so many different typefaces. You're you're not solidifying the connection with the brand. Um, outside of the fact that you have a graphic, like say that stick figure, which I, I can't believe how childish that looks. Um, it's it's nothing against children. I can't believe. I want right. to know if Mrs. Ash literally okay. saw that and gave it the green light. No, I, look, and I believe you know as as many may know, licensing works a little differently in the sense that once you've contracted a license from the kind of title holder or the authorized person, um, you know, you, you do get approval on certain things, but there's parameters of what you can use it for shirts, jeans, whatever it might be. And then in terms of, as long as it's obviously nothing consequentially disrespectful, um, you know, you have some leeway as to what you plan on presenting. I think it's, you know, without knowing those details, I don't want to presume that that she's giving the thumbs up on everything for sure. I think the licensing company says, hey, you guys are going to crank out X number of units in these particular, you know, whatever it is, warm ups or shirts or hoodies. And and they get a check <laughs> and they get a check whether you sell all of them or you sell half of them or whatever. But in a licensing deal, that is you know, it's really incumbent upon uh, who is the licensing agency to say, yes, this is on brand uh, and that's not on brand. So uh, like I say, not knowing those particulars, it's a little difficult to, to lay complete blame at Rowing Blazers or the, the, the executives in charge of the brand. But I mean, gosh, you can go out to the U.S. Open, you can go anywhere and see iconic figures of Arthur everywhere. Um, you know, he's being, he's been celebrated for so long. I just don't understand why um, they would result to that stick figure. The, the, the letterbox was a nice look. I mean, it's a nice look. I like that. Yeah. But it's, it's almost the only one that I like. I mean, it's the only one I, I it's the only one I like right. as well. I and mean, I, that... would rock that. I would rock that. I would rock that. Yeah. 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 And if that was if that was on right. the breast as a polo, right. come on. Yeah. And, and look, I'm and with they're that. getting away with stolen money because the Ash name is so iconic, you can get away with that. I mean, you don't really need to you don't need to fool with it too much. Yes. You know, adding some panache, giving it, you know, a more contemporary feel would be nice. But, you know, having, you know, that that letterbox with the likes of Francis Tiafo and any number of other prominent players who would be willing to wear it. I mean, he's got that advantage. That's the advantage they have is <laughs> he's a celebrity. These are people who revere Arthur above all others. And so, yeah, to make, and, and just the prominence of black players right now in the game, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's like I say, it's a, it's a unfortunate situation that they've come out with, kind of a muddied lineup and not really, I guess, in terms of brand, har har uh, uh, zoning in on exactly who Arthur was. I have a great T-shirt of, of that I got at the U.S. Open, and it just says love with Arthur's face in the middle of the O. I'm sure someone at the brand could construct something that really identifies who Arthur was as humanitarian, activist, all of that. And bring it to the to the clothing line in a way that would be really powerful without a whole lot of effort. I mean, it just I just don't think there's a lot you have to do to manipulate Arthur or images in order to get something that. And like I say, I don't know if they have access to his actual image like I have on on this shirt here with Althea. Um, so it would be interesting to find that out. But hopefully your guy at, at Rowing Blazers will accommodate a call at some point and, and give you some insight as to what, what they're working with. From the research I mm -hmm. did, I know that this effort was not slapdash, meaning they worked on this brand for, I believe a year to two years. Okay. 
I'm going to I'm going to rattle off for the audience <laughs> the logos. Well, I'm not going to beat to death the stick figure. <laughs> There's the ash I'm sorry. I I, I... No, me too. No, I'm like, why? Why? That was that's wrong. That's just wrong. Yeah. It's 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 underwhelming yeah. to your point. The ash with the tennis ball and the right. S, I think is Can okay. we show any of that? Are, are you going to be able to uh hopefully I can do it yeah, in post. Sure. I can't do no, it no, right no, now. No, no. I, I do have one thing that I am going to show okay. on screen, um, which probably shows the reason why we both have Gray <laughs> and and Jack doesn't because he's much younger. You are not telling so, me the truth. I've got snow everywhere. You are looking fresh as a daisy. I can't believe how you've maintained. Or you just you always look pretty good. So, yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> there's the Ash Citizen of the World. That's the logo with the tennis ball and right. globe. I love that phrase because my my late mother used to always tell mm. me that that you weren't a citizen of America, you were a citizen right, of the world. Right. But still, it's it's meh. The author Ash logo on the court jacket with the chain stitch script. Mm. I like that. And then what you were speaking to in terms of the kiosk, the Arthur Ash U.S. Open twenty twenty two logo. I think I think is cool. But here's here's again me not being a designer. The track jacket. Mm-hmm. Now I know a little bit about that track jacket. The track jacket first was part of the Rowing Blazers brand. Mm. And I remember when they launched it, I remember going to one of their parties at the old location over on Grand. I immediately when I saw that jacket, I don't know why I was able to do it. Well, I know why memory mm-hmm. and, and imagery. I said to myself, that's the Arthur Ashe track jacket. <laughs> but they made no reference to that, if I mm. recall. Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, on the website at that time. I met someone who no longer works. I can't remember his name. Nice nice dude. And I said to him, I said, you know, that track jacket, that's like the Arthur Ashe track jacket mm. from back in the day. And he said, yeah, we almost got in trouble for that. Oh, really? And, you know, I had to chuckle yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe, you know, licensing, sure. whatever. Yeah. So now fast forward, that jacket is part of the Arthur Ashe brand. Right. I yeah. like that. I like track jackets. <laughs> Me too. I like right. that one. The whole USA, I've always dug that. I'm like, man, that's freaking cool. He's cool. <laughs> oh, man, I want one. But, ladies and gentlemen, go on the website and look at the back of the track jacket and it spells ash here's the deal it comes in two different colorways Mm. it's inconsistent if you look on the back of one it's outlined right right and the other one it isn't (laughs) i don't know again this is not what i do for a living it just it just seems to be inconsistent. Yeah, and I, I'll just you know chime in just to say I don't know if they had if there's any connection, direct connection, or otherwise with Lacoste Sportif. I'm just curious as because Lacoste Sportif didn't don't think yeah, so. probably not didn't use. I mean, I don't know, but, but I don't text, think. but words uh, they didn't have any any images that I recall. I mean, obviously they have their little logo, the little rooster there. Uh, yeah. And it was, you know, it was nice to see, um, you know, once again, as usual at us open is overpriced, but, <laughs> but, you know, it was nice to see that tribute. I think it's unfortunate because, well, I shouldn't say unfortunate. I mean, there's that 50th anniversary is huge. Um, and as you can see, I have a little commemorative anniversary, uh, patch here mm-hmm. for Althea breaking the color barrier, uh, at the U S open and at Wimbledon. And uh, and those things are really important. I mean, for fans, for folks who know the history, who want to celebrate, um, adding those touches, uh, whether it's on a track jacket or whether it's on a hoodie or what have you, um, there's embellishments. Like I say, I've done a couple of, of, of shirts with, I mean, Arthur Ashe had some very memorable l- lines, some very memorable quotes, uh, you know, things that could be used um, without stretching yourself too much. And like I say, I don't know if licensing wise, those things are out of reach for them or it wasn't incorporated into their, their contract or the terms. But 
those are things that I would imagine they would want to take advantage of um, because they're so powerful. And, and in a lot of ways, what Arthur is remembered for uh, is a number of his, his famous quotes. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, it would just be very interesting to, to, to have a, a deep dive with the folks at Rowing Blazers to just get an idea. And I got to tell you, I feel a little underwhelmed. You wear, you're rocking the tie and, and the, you know, the, the sh- well, let's be clear. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you're on audio or video, yes, he's right. I have an event to go to okay, this evening. Okay. But now, but now, since you tried to play, no, me, I, I don't have to. I don't have to. Well, all right. I want to be clear because only you know yeah. this, Glenn. Our original recording right. date, <laughs> I had a tennis polo okay. on. No doubt. I had a classic Fila yes, joint on. Yes. But we had some technical difficulties. A little bit of, yeah, little bit of te- on my side. So it was completely on my side. It, no, we just we just had technical difficulties. I'm not pointing. So, so well, no, you know, you're I can't. Be looking I, sharp, you look sharp. No, I was looking. I wanted. To, I was trying to be on brand, and I had a cool fila tennis polo. Like, hey, let's talk about tennis gear. But. I I had an appointment right. earlier, ladies and gentlemen. I'm recording this with Glenn right. now. And after this, <laughs> I have to work with my interns because I'm blessed to you have are two so of lucky. them. You don't know how blessed you are. I am really blessed. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Ariane and Samantha. This is week two. I only have them for six weeks. Yeah, I, An hour piece. I got, yeah, I got to find out what your and, source was because I'm in desperate need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're great. They're great ladies. Uh, this is my third lady intern. So, can can, can uh, we ask yes, on air what what your event is tonight? Just curious. I mean, no, no, okay. your damn business. So, <laughs> Look, I was supposed to go to the Urban Leagues Gala tonight. Uh, black tie and sneakers, but oh, I didn't oh, even yeah, know about yeah, that. So look, so look oh, at you. Look at the circles uh, you roll in. Tomorrow night, though, I am doing I, the Netflix uh, little power deal at their penthouse. On 19th Street. Oh, so, yeah, so oh, that's really okay. I'm not even on, but I got to binge watch Ozark yeah. and uh, The Crown now. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be relevant. No, I, I have no problem uh, telling you I'm going to the National Arts Club. Oh, nice. Uh, this evening uh, to check out to check out an event. Beautiful. Here's what I do like about the brand. Mm-hmm. I like that they're using the classic polo pattern contrasting placket i mean they literally you talk about an archive Mm. that major props definitely i love that i love that style and that's why again you know if we could have i would have i would have had my fila join on that to me is cool and some of those polos are selling out it's crazy on the website. Well, like I say, I mean, just to think of the behemoth that, you know, and not to give them any plugs, but it's not it's not a plug because I've been disturbed by their uh, fits, as we call them, uh, or kits, if you want to get technical. Nike has been horrible for years, in my opinion, let me just say. In oh, my really? opinion. I have not. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> For the last several years, you could see obviously they have so many players out there, and they and they show yeah. up in the same outfit, and it seems like I mean I don't know if they're just they're, they're, they've trimmed down their design team. I don't know what's going on, but it, it's it's been yeah. underwhelming for a twenty five billion dollar plus a year company, um, and I guess I say uh, <laughs> an alumnus of my class, John Donahue, who's running things. John, you're you're, you're great. I know you kind of just took over the last couple of years, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's gotten a little better. It, 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 the, this past year has been a little, the color blocking. Some of the things they've done has, has been uh, to me more contemporary, more of a, a, a good feel. I think Adidas had their number for several years. Um, it just, you know, mm. n- not to, not to be too one-sided about it, but, uh, but yeah, but I mean, you've got this huge company that could do any number of things. And uh, I, I thought they, 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 they missed the mark on, on several things, even with, you know, somebody as great as Serena who has their own building uh, <laughs> at the campus. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're, I thought for years, why weren't they doing a signature shoe? Um, she didn't have her own named shoe mm-hmm. for a long time. 
And yeah, so, I mean, there's a, that's a, a different show. I don't want to go there, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, just to say that rowing blazers or this Ash group, they've got time to recoup. They they can, yeah, yes, they can come back. There's no question. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Time yes. is fluid. We, we want to be clear. Everyone who's mm. listening, are we critical? Absolutely. Right. But the beauty of criticism is to improve one's there craft. You there you go. No, hopefully so, they'll they'll get a chance to view this and <laughs> it won't be too too uh personally harsh and just uh understand that we we care no, about the brand. We love right, we love we Arthur do. Ashe. We do. And and this is the reason why we're having this exactly. episode because he was both yes. our heroes and we want him to be represented as strongly and effectively as possible. No question. I mean, it, it it couldn't be, I mean, like I say, with all the things that we, I mean, I'm a big Black Panther fan, obviously, you know, Wakanda Forever is out now. Disney does all the things they do with you know, figurines and, you know, every type of premium. Um, but, and, and that's important for Marvel, what have you. But these are our icons. These are people who changed history. These are folks who, you know, care and love and sensitivity need to be brought to to the table whenever you're you're dealing with these kinds of of uh, of contributors. So I, I just I hope that they will be uh, a little more sensitive in the next round of uh, of designs and and take take to heart what you're doing. And I really appreciate you getting in touch with me to talk about it because it, it is important. These are not throwaway things. These are important things. And like you say, the polos. Um, would love to see those make a return in some strong way uh, to to the actual court. The polos, the polos yeah. are cool. The polos I've seen again, they're retro, and I think they're needed. And it's funny you had mentioned Nike, and I don't want to go oh, off sure. topic either. But I'm wondering if you feel like the '80s, you know, Nike Nike court stuff, you know, was dope, <laughs> like the '80s '90s stuff versus now. And again, that's a separate yeah. conversation. I'm just throwing no, it no. out there because I know gear, right. and well, you know, I'm like, well, hey, that's when when shorts were more like speedos. But yeah, <laughs> the, t- yeah. the tight little the tight little shorts that uh, that uh, McEnroe and those guys used to wear. Just, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I say, you know, um, fashion is, you know, obviously it's important. It it it, it has so much weight. Um, especially for, I'll just say for African-Americans in particular, um, that's something we're, we're, we're cultural leaders. We're, we're trendsetters. Um, we take it very seriously a lot of times because, you know, you wanted to maybe look above your station, even potentially, uh, you wanted to represent, you know, like they say, uh, you don't get a second chance for a first impression. You want to make sure that you're representing well. And a lot of times, um, you know, our cars and our our outfits look better than our homes, but 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 that's a that's that's old stuff. Uh, no, but I mean, I, I just right. think it's something where um, you can't be too sensitive about these particular. I mean, when you're talking about an Arthur Ashe, talking about Althea Gibson, you're talking about people who really affected uh, so much change and so much important uh, progress. So. Uh, yeah, I think this is a super healthy debate and super uh, important that they uh, hopefully find their way back to what made Arthur Ashe uh, who he was and uh, and uh, come out with a, a better set. And like I say, the polos are great. Uh, extend that, narrow down that brand so that people can connect to it. You hit on something. Why is fashion important? Oh, boy. I mean, I don't know if we have enough time. No, I mean, fashion, you know, like I say, for myself, I wish I had any clue that fashion could be an actual career. Um, I think I conveyed to you when I, you know, was coming out of school, um, I was one of the better dressed people, I'll just say, on my campus. And a lot of my frat brothers, a lot of folks who we were all going to work down on Wall Street, um, I was buying their suits and shirts and ties because they just really didn't have a clue. And of course, you don't want to be in these new surroundings with especially folks who are doing very well, you know, in terms of affluence and, and net worth and not be, you know, not be a sore thumb. You want to be, you know, I mean, yes, it's 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 
somewhat easy. You go to Brooks Brothers, you go to Barney's back in the day, you could yeah. <laughs> you could get straightened out pretty pretty easily. But there is, you know, something to not overdoing it. Less is still more. Um, I've always been a more monochromatic kind of guy. I've got neutral colors have always been kind of my thing, black, white, and gray and whatever. I mean, but there's just a way to present yourself. And I think, like I say, fashion can be a statement without talking, without saying anything, of course. That is so, I mean, women have always had to be, you know, at the at the point of the spear as far as wanting to be attractive, you know, the, the whole idea of social interaction for women is a much more strenuous. I mean, I just want to bow down to the guy who invented heels because <laughs> stilettos are my, that's my love language. Anyway, uh, enough about it. But fashion uh, really represents so much, not just about yourself or your family, but your community, um, you know, who you are. Uh, there's just so much wrapped up in it. And the industry itself, I mean, I, I had no idea of what the industry was like uh, in terms of how big it was. These fashion shows that, you know, are, take years to, to make and you have to, the seasonal, you know, just the constant treadmill of cranking out these new looks. And then you have retro looks, people going back to the well, uh, some of them finding gems, a lot of them just filling the <laughs> filling the orders and uh, not really doing too much. But I think fashion is, um, is something that, and once again, I mean, unfortunately as, as a person of color, we didn't have a lot of icons that they were making visible to us that, you know, um, the folks who have been in the game for such a long time. I mean, look, we, we, we lost Andre Leon Talley, uh not too long ago. This guy was huge. He made Vogue in a lot of ways what it is. Anna Wintour has been the beneficiary uh, of, you know, his craftsmanship, his his knowledge, his, you know, just universal understanding of these designers and what they meant and, and what they what they are trying to convey. So, you know, knowing what that is now, I wish I had known that back then. I would have loved to have been, you know, a buyer traveling the world, going to Milan, you know, watching the shows. I got to say, I thought it was something that other folks did. Uh, I didn't, I just didn't understand the parameters, but yeah, no, fashion is immensely important. And it's a great thing that somebody like yourself has, you know, is out here trying to help men. Do you also help women? Do you work with women at all? Yeah, but I mean, the focus is men. No, that, which is, I, I would never. Which is what it needs to be because men need help. Um, you know, and, right. and that's and that's a and, a and that's a huge positive. Like I say, I, I was completely blown away seeing you in this this milieu, and so uh, grateful to see it because um, it's important. Uh, I'll just say, I'm not this vegan guy. I like real leather and suede, and. Uh, and <laughs> We won't get you. into that too much, but no, we won't. Get but it. no, but I mean, it, it's um, it's 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 important because um, as much as the, I mean, it influences architecture and other design. Um, you know, buildings and hotels uh, are influenced by what these designers do. You have a you have a ton of designers who have gotten into those fields because their eye, what they see, their vision is something that. The, the hospitality industry said we got to tap into that. So fashion is everywhere. I mean, it's it's in everything, automobiles, homes, you name it. It's uh, it's all really uh, a part of the fashion industry. What difference has fashion made in your Ooh, life? Um, huge, I'd, I'd say, because uh, my brother, whose clothes I stole a lot, um, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> he was uh, he was a well dressed person. Um, my dad also. Uh, I'll say pretty sharp. I, I never got into the fedoras like he had. Uh, I, I, I would love to rock that. Unfortunately, I was blessed with a very large head. Um, so <laughs> buying hats has never been an easy thing. But um, but no, but fashion for me has been, um, uh, you know, a, a chance to stand out, a chance to be, you know, um, a little bigger in, I mean, look, it, it was always about chasing women, not chasing women, but, you know, it was always about dating and courting mean. and all of that stuff. And I mean, to be old fashioned. Um, so you wanted to impress. And uh, I was always, I'm sure you've heard the the statement as well. You can always, I've always been a big shoe guy. Uh, 
So I, I, I always take a look at people's shoes and, and I, I, yeah, yeah sure. and I've got, I've got a shoe uh, wardrobe that's ridiculous. I got to clear it out, but I, I love, I love shoes. I love suede shoes. Uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, boots, I mean the whole nine. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been something that I've enjoyed. And I think for somebody who knows me, uh, that's something that they might say, Hey, you know, and always try to represent in terms of, you know, his style, his fashion. And hopefully it, it hasn't changed a whole lot. I mean, we've gone from wide lapels to narrow lapels or whatever in between, but uh, hopefully the fashion statement, um, I think for me has been fairly consistent and I enjoy that. And the fact that other people will recognize something, you know, some, some, you know, um, creativity or some flair or uh, something is, is just, that's a, that's a blessing. But for me, it was definitely a launch into something I didn't know was important. Um, and like I say, helping people out being a personal shopper uh, for many years, it's uh it's been nice. It's a, uh, it's a good thing. What's the fashion tip you would give the everyday man so he could look his best? Okay. Um, I guess that, that that motto for me is is keeping it simple in terms of I'm not big for plaids and uh, I, I like solids. So I would just say, you know, and I think I've seen some of your stuff. I think you've you've given this advice out as well. You know, get those staples, you know, N- you know, navy, camel, you know, black, white. I mean, um, crisp cotton shirts. Uh, for me is always, you know, uh, whether they're white or blue or pink, whatever it is, but, you know, keep it, keep the best, the most important thing for me, I'll say is materials. What is it made of? Is it all natural? Is it Pima cotton? Is it Egyptian? Is it, you know, as far as your shirts are concerned, get a hundred percent like buying linen for your bed. Get the, get the don't don't go with the, the new microfiber nonsense. Um, as far as you know, like say coats, get wool, get cashmere, get good stuff that will last a long time. You don't want to deal with synthetics as as much as you can avoid those. And um, and yeah, like I say, uh, less is more um, for me. Uh, you know, keep it tight. You know, I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with adding some panache with a hat or with a, a scarf or whatever you might want to put on there. But I would say keep the color colorway simple uh, and, and what you like, of course, you want to add your flair to it. But materials are so important. I see people buying, you know, polyester, this and that. And, uh, and I'm just like, you know, it may be cheaper, of course, uh, because that's, that's what it is, but invest in good stuff. And, and I think you'll be extremely happy. Yeah. The last question I ask every guest. So what does always be fly mean to you? <laughs> I love that line for you. Um, yeah. Thank I you. mean, I think it's, you know, look, it's, it's really just about being deliberate, you know, um, think about what you're putting on, uh, you know, give it some thought because it's important. You know, I know folks like to just run out and everybody's on a, on the airplane in a warm-up suit and, you know, it's, that's what it's come to. It used to be where you got dressed up to be on, you know, a flight and now everybody's wearing pajamas and, and flip-flops, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not a guy who likes to see exposed. Women, yes. I don't want to see a man's feet. Okay. That's something else. But no, I, I think yeah, always something. being fly is, is just, it's a lifestyle. I mean, it is just about, yeah, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm just going to this or maybe I'm just going to the movies or whatever, but look your best, present yourself in a way that you want to be received. And I think that's, uh, you know, and that, I mean, that goes beyond just the apparel, of course. Um, you know, hopefully your hair is, you know, coiffed, uh, appropriately, you know, you've taken the time out to, get that, that shave. Maybe it's a manicure, you know? Um, but I think being fly, maybe, maybe it's a pedicure. Um, I have done that before. I'm not proud of it, but I, I have done the pedicure in the past, but I think that's always being fly. I think is, um, is just a nice, a nice way to go about life and lifestyle is, uh, is keeping, look, self-care is everything. 
now. I mean, in terms of health and well-being and uh, always being fly is like, are you taking care of yourself? And uh, are you loving yourself enough to put an extra bit of thought into what you what you show up as? And uh, I think that's a, I think it's a great, great philosophy. Well, let's hope the Arthur Ashe brand, <laughs> no doubt, takes good no care doubt. of itself. We're we're hopeful. Yeah. No, I, I look. I, I think they they've got all of the uh, yeah they've got all of the uh, wherewithal. I mean, they're in a, a nice position. Um, they've obviously got the licensing to use the name. Um, yeah, just just put some intention behind it, and uh, and I think they can go and just know who you're talking about. I don't, I don't know if there's a connection between the folks designing and who Arthur was. That's the part that's missing for me. So I hope they can find a way to, to, to connect with that and, and let it show in their, uh, in their uh, designs. We'll soon find out. <laughs> Thank you so much for the time, Glenn. Thank you, Reg, for what you're doing, and uh, always happy to, to uh, come on. And if I can be of any help, please bring uh, me up. You got it, brother. Great. I think the Arthur Ashe brand is experiencing growing pains. I think the execution is inconsistent, especially if this was in the making for two years. I think the logo could have been done a lot better. There are other creatives that could have been chosen for the logo on the polo. <sighs> Something much stronger and identifiable. I don't understand why there are five different typefaces for the brand. I find the messaging confusing. I believe the role of criticism is to improve one's craft. It's a young brand. It can learn and grow. The late Arthur Ashe said, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. I hope the brand takes that ethos and aspires to greatness. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun and are down for another one. Please tell a friend who could use some fashion help about the podcast or share an episode with them directly. If you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, if you constantly struggle putting an outfit together and are looking to turn that confusion into confidence, I'd love to talk about how we can improve your work. Check me out at nyfashiongeek.com and email me at reg at nyfashiongeek.com for a consultation. A special shout goes for our producer search and everyone down with the Fashion Geek Podcast. If you have a story suggestion, you can email me at podcast at nyfashiongeek.com or hit me up on the Insta at New York Fashion Geek. And remember, always be fly.